I don't know about the rest of you out there, but I know it's really hard to get all of your work done in a day and to focus on your day job when Stern Pinball decides to release a brand new pinball machine in the middle of the workday. But I have to say, for many of us out there, today was the culmination of so many weeks and weeks and weeks of speculating and wondering what would the Munsters pinball machine, probably the worst kept secret in all of pinball, what would the game be like? And we saw it today at CES in Las Vegas. And I want to just give my impressions of the game and the reveal that Stern pulled off at CES. And it's just going to be a short little podcast. I We will, of course, talk more about this game uh, in the weeks and days to come. But I, I want to just sort of zoom out a little bit and just start this podcast by saying, wow, I, I think it was a really good reveal. And I'm, I'm really happy for a few reasons. I'm happy that Stern showed us all three titles on the same day. So this was not going to be another case in which we just saw the Pro Machine and people who were going to buy the Premium and the LEs were going to have to guess about what it was going to be. Uh, especially for those LE guys, they actually got to see the full game that they are going to be either ordering or passing on from their distributor. So I, I love the fact that Stern showed us all three models of the game. I love the fact that Stern had video of the game ready to go. I love the fact that Stern had the game matrix. I love the fact that Stern had high-res images of the game itself. Very, very awesome high-res images uh, that were put up on Stern's social channels pretty much immediately when the game went live. So I think as far as a reveal can go and showing us this game, I give Stern and its marketing team amazing kudos for doing it this way. I, I think it was great that it was at CES. I also love the fact that Jack Danger dressed up as Herman Munster and Gary Stern was grandpa and I believe it was Zach as Eddie Munster. It, it just goes to show that this company is really passionate about this title and that they are very excited to pull the curtain off this title at CES. And so from just a pure release of the game. I, I, I think they did a really, really good job. And, 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 and I'm thankful that, and you all should be thankful that we got to see the game in living color, no pun intended with the black and white edition, uh, all day long. And that the, the dead flip stream that Jack put up was pretty much running for hours. And I don't know about the rest of you, but it got to the point where I almost just had overload of the Munster's music and the sound effects and the call outs where I was just like, I couldn't take it anymore. Um, is that an indication of what it will be like to own the game? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so because it's one thing to be playing a pinball machine and enjoying it, uh, but there's only so much you can watch of a pinball machine being streamed over and over and over again. So what are my just overall impressions of the game? I am going to say that I think this is one of the nicest Stern packages they've released in years. And, and, and I mean that when I say it. And, and I've said this before, I really think Stern is going to start firing on all cylinders. And as I look at this game, and I'm staring at it right now, you can't tell me that Stern isn't putting a lot into this game. And again, 
compared to other Sterns recently, let's compare it to Deadpool, let's compare it to Iron Maiden, let's compare it to Star Wars, this game looks leagues above other games that Stern has brought out recently. And I'm not, again, I'm not comparing it to other manufacturers. I'm just saying, as a Stern release, I think this is one of the most impressive Stern releases in years. And you could agree or disagree, okay? Now, all of the attention, I think, fell on two areas of this release. And I've been reading Pinside. You know I'm on there. You know I'm reading. I'm lurking. I'm lurking like Spot under the stairs on Pinside. The majority of the conversation was about the black and white premium edition and about the lower playfield in the game. And I want to tackle it in that order. What do I think of the black and white edition of the Munsters Premium Pinball. I have to say, I don't quite understand Stern's marketing strategy with the black and white and putting it on the premium. And I've said this before. I think if you're going to make a drastic and very unique design decision and art package decision like this is, and this is drastic, I have we have never seen a company do this where they've offered a, a completely grayscale black and white variation of the game alongside a full color version. Now, it absolutely makes sense that they did this because the show was in black and white, but putting it on the premium was bound to, to be controversial. Because if you think about it from a marketing standpoint, why does this make sense? Here's why I don't think it quite makes sense to put the black and white on the premium because I think that if you're only making 500 Munsters pinball machines and you have packed the game the way you've packed this game and 250 of those machines are going to go overseas and 250 of those games are going to be in the United States, I think you're going to sell out of a game this packed based on a nostalgic theme like the Munsters, I think you're going to sell out if you make a black and white version of it as an LE. And I think it also would have made sense to, you know, give the LE guys the truly limited version of the game. Instead, they've done something really interesting. And I agree, it's very debatable whether or not it was the right move because now they have given the LE owners the full vibrant franchi color palette version, sorry, palette version of the game. And the pro people get the, the, the full vibrant franchi color version of the game. And the premium owners, they're the ones who have to uh, either like or dislike the black and white. And I think that creates a real dilemma. And I've read on Pinside people who love the black and white rare hero and i've read people who can't stand it and so you i think we can all agree that the black and white version of the game is very polarizing and it's not completely black and white right the inserts are still colorized and another interesting design decision there right why didn't they make the inserts clear or white and just have them change with color changing you know rgb lights because uh, it's not, it's 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 sort of like an amalgamation of halfway there by being completely black and white. Now, I'll say this, 
again, my personal opinion is I think it looks cool. I do. I think it looks cool and I think it looks unique. But do I think it looks better than the LE colored, uh, you know, fully populated play field? And the answer is I don't. And, and, and it doesn't mean I, I don't like the black and white. I just think you see much more of the detail in Franchi's artwork when it's in full color. And so this debate will not be settled on this podcast. This debate will rage on for weeks to come. And now the question becomes, and people have been speculating this, will Stern listen to the feedback and then offer a color version of the premium machine for people? And if they're going to do that, they're going to have to do that before, and I I believe this, they're going to have to do that before they lock people into the black and white and send people black and white versions of the premium um, because here's what I think will be a marketing disaster for Stern is if they sell people the black and white premiums um, during a time in which people could only order black and white and then at a later date they offer you a color version of the premium that won't that piss off people who who would may may have preferred the color version but were locked in to only be able to buy the buy the black and white when they had to you know pay for the game so i look i like that stern is taking a a a real chance here i do i think it's a huge risk and i i think it's really strange they didn't make the LE the black and white. And th- and that's just my overall feelings about the whole thing. And if we go back to the leaked images originally, we know that Christopher Franchi was planning to make the coffin the LE version of the game. So someone made a decision to switch it. And we will see how it plays out. There there is there is again there is going to be a a lot of debate around that decision. Now, the other thing that was talked about a lot was the lower play field. And I have to say, it's pretty freaking cool. I mean, I, I like I've been following pinball long enough and I've seen enough, you know, upper play fields, lower play fields, Stewie Pinball, ACDC's lower play field, Big Lebowski's bowling alley. This lower play field has a ramp, has 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 a a wire form has a vertical up kick, has a bash toy, has a has a freaking multi ball in it, and and I can't believe, I can't believe when I was on pin side, and I heard people complaining about that lower play field. It it, it literally blows my mind when when I start reading people complain about everything that Stern put into that lower play field. It really almost depresses me because it it it's, it makes me feel like. Are you not satisfied with with anything? Those people who complain about that, I just feel like Stern can never win in those people's eyes because this is a really awesome lower play field. It's not a rehash of Stewie Pinball. It's not a, a copy of, of ACDC. It, I've never seen a lower play field like this. Have you? Has anyone else? Am I am I missing something here? Um, and so let's see how it plays. But I I've I will say this. I've always thought 
that when you do a lower play field or an upper play field the right way, it's always a really fun thing for casual players to enjoy in a pinball machine. I always think that people who hate these things are more of the diehard enthusiast players, but I'm glad it's there. It's something very visually interesting to look at, and it's something very inviting. And, when, and you know me, when I talk about the world under glass, I like seeing something like Grandpa's you know, laboratory underneath there, and it, it, it's got all that stuff going on. And I love the light show that happens when you enter it, and it's got the countdown clock. I saw a lot of people were saying Stern stole that from Scott Denisi in TNA. Uh, Scott Denisi didn't invent a countdown clock. It is a little weird that that countdown clock is not flush with the play field the way it is in total nuclear annihilation. Not really sure why it's sitting you know, about a quarter inch lower than the actual play field itself. If you, if you take a look, you'll notice that. All minor things. But how can you not be happy with the lower play field that's in the game? I mean, I think it looks great. Um, I've heard people complain, it's same old fan layout, two ramps, two orbits, and, you know, two, you know, uh, like a bash toy and a magnet. Like, what? Okay. Like, what? Sometimes I think people are just really stupid in this hobby. And I think they they want to absolutely blow up the f any elements that fans enjoy shooting in a pinball machine and just have some radically new design that is going to just blow everyone away. And as if the designers over at Stern Pinball have no clue how to make a game fresh and interesting and it's just the same recycled crap. I'm sorry, but I look at, I look at the Munsters and I'm not seeing like same old recycled crap it feels like the monsters world being brought to life under glass it it it, it looks phenomenal all right i i want to just give a shout out to the one and only christopher franchi because i think he has given us one of the most beautiful pinball machines i've seen and and i do think this is his nicest work to date by far. And I say that because I, I'm looking at it right now and I'm standing over my Batman 66 um, and, I, and I will say this, this blows even Batman away. And I know how big of a Batman fan he is. But again, remember, he didn't have as much time with Batman. And, and the reason why I think this just blows it away even, there's so much more detail in this. Uh, and, and I think in Batman, you know, he had to drop his Batman figures over a much more simple background. It still works great, and Batman still looks phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I think this is just Franchi on crack in a good way. It, it's like Franchi one level up from what we've had before. And I really, really think his art style complements the Munster's um, iconography so perfectly well. And so I think from a visual standpoint... Can we all just like for a moment say Christopher Franchi just knocked it out of the park? Now, in terms of which cabinets I like, um, they're all really nice. I have no issues with any of them. And that's just like an overall thing. Like as I come out of this game and looking at all three options, I think they all look really nice. I mean, I do like the black and white with the green monsters. I think if I had that, I'm wondering if it would look good with green armor to make it pop. But I think that might take away from what I love so much about it is that black and white look. Um, the LE, they've obviously colored in what was the leaked image of the cabinet that we had before. They colored in the characters. 
And this coffin look is really, really cool. There's only one thing I'm trying to, like, I'm just trying to make sense of, and, like, maybe this is just me, but the legs on the game are this, like, mustardy gold color. And yet, the armor on the game itself, in terms of the lockdown bar and, and the side rail armor, and and the, uh, you know, the, the, what's the, oh, I always like the bracket that holds up the back box. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm it's late at night, I'm tired. Um, those things are black. And you've got this sort of laser etched web design black. And I, I'm not sure I love that. I like it when the color of, of the legs and the and the lockdown bar match. Uh, but it, it, it kind of works here. It kind of works. Just haven't really seen Stern break up those two colors before. You know, I'm not going to go over all the different artistic things going on in the game. You guys have seen the photos. I think that will be boring. Uh, is the LE worth it? Let's talk about that for a minute. So the LE, 500 units, it's it's $9,000. So we did not see a price increase in the game. Now, the LE game comes with uh, black wrinkle laser cut spider web armor with gold insert and gold metallic legs shaker motor high definition anti-reflection glass high definition speaker system with three channel amplifier limited edition exclusive art blades limited edition mirrored back glass with stunning and distinctive hand-drawn art I love when Stern adds that kind of shit. Like, just Stern, Stern marketing. Sometimes I'm like, come on, guys. The limited feature is that you get mirrored back glass with unique art, right? When stunning and distinctive, like, come on. The, 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 that is ridiculous jargon. It's like when Stern says they're a lifestyle brand. Whenever I read a Stern press release, I'm like, Stern is a lifestyle brand. No, you're not a lifestyle brand. You're a fucking pinball company. You're not a lifestyle. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, come on, who are you fooling? It's not like, hey man, what's your lifestyle? My lifestyle's pinball. Like, well, I guess for some people, but that's a really sad thing to admit. Anyway, so you also get exclusive custom casket-themed cabinet artwork. And then you get like the cheap stuff, the serialized number plate, the autograph um, from John Borg, you, the uh, autograph, the cert certificate of authenticity from Gary Stern, um, and production limited to 500 machines. Now, I did notice that John Borg does not sign the play field, and I would always prefer that the LEs are signed on the play field and not on the apron card. I, I don't know why they do that. Uh, possibly it's easier for Stern to replace a playfield if they don't have the signatures on the actual playfields themselves, right? If anything ever happens or you need to swap out, it's just easier to do that. All right, what else is going on? So another question I have, because there are four flipper buttons, and why are there four flipper buttons? The lower buttons control the mini playfield flippers, and the top ones control the regular ones. This leads me to believe that this game will have multi-ball in which you will be able to control uh, both the upper and lower playfields at the same time. To me, that... That is the only thing that would make sense to, to, to warrant having four buttons like that. And I think it would be really cool if that was an option. Now, we also got to see the game in play. And we got to see the code on the screen. And I don't, again, I, 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 
I implore you guys to go watch Dead Flip and see it. It was on for hours. Again, hours to the point that I was just so tired of, of watching people play. And, 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 you know, that's the thing, too. It's always really hard to understand, you know, whether or not you'll like a game or not. But I'll say this. Based upon the stream itself, I think the music, the call-outs, the sound effects are awesome. I think they're really fun and kooky, and I think they're perfect for pinball. I do think the Monsters is a really fun theme for a pinball machine. I will say that I did feel like the clips on the screen, and again, this is coming from someone who's so used to watching Batman 66 and the way it's coded. I did feel like there was just a lot of jumping around to clips, and it did feel like a little bit of like an LCD salad where I just kept getting served up new things like so quickly and it was like breaking up a lot. I, I hope it's not as choppy, but I'll, I will say that Dwight has learned his lesson from Star Wars and there's just less going on in general and it's, it's simpler. And I think that's important. And I love the fact that they have access to all the Munsters clips, all the voice actors from the show. You know, this isn't a theme integration where we're, we're without the, the imagery and the visuals and the sounds of the people that come from the show itself. So well done there. Uh, I do love something that they did. And they had, they had to make a choice. When you listen to the clips from the show, you will hear the laugh track from the TV show itself. And the reason why, and Stern told us why, is because it's a mono audio track from the show itself. So the laugh track was actually, you know, on top of the show audio and you couldn't separate them. If they were to separate them, they would have had to have re-recorded all of the call-outs from the actors on the show and that would have been terrible. I've never seen a pinball game that's ever had a laugh track from a TV show like incorporated into the gameplay. And I have to say, it's really cool because I think it sounds like you're playing through the show itself and you're almost like playing a sitcom via a pinball machine. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, uh, but I actually found it to be quite hilarious. And I think it adds to the jokes. The only thing I could hope for or wish for is that they could add in one of the code updates the Marty and Ryan laugh track as, as one of the added laugh tracks into the game. And it would make sense. It would, it, it would incorporate in perfectly. And, and, and you might not even notice it, it, it was there. Um, anything else around this reveal? I mean, look, I, I, I just want to say that I think Stern is continuing to raise the bar. That being said, we all hope that this game has the quality control that we're looking for in the game because the more they put into the game uh, the more chances are things can go wrong but if you look at john borg he typically uses uh, similar mechanisms in a variety of his games and that's just a good thing because it means things are are tried and tested more right you know look at the the troubles we had with with iron maiden with all new mechanisms that stern designed so hopefully this game is not going to suffer from any quality control issues. All we can do is cross our fingers. We don't know. Um, I will say that this game is going to 
uh, I think be put up there as, as one of the, the the better stern releases in the last few years. And 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 again, I haven't played it. Nobody else has played it unless you were at CES. But I think it has the fun, campiness, and lighthearted fun that makes pinball enjoyable. All right. I probably wouldn't want to be over at Spooky Pinball today and see all the excitement around the game itself because, you know, as I said, you've got now Monster Bash Remake, Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, and Munster's Pinball. All very similar themed games that are fighting for your pinball dollars. And I highly doubt people are going to buy one, two, or three, all three of them. Right, you're gonna have to make up your mind, and you know I I do think the battle is gonna be between Monsters and 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 Monster Bash Remake. You know, it doesn't matter. Chuck has sold all 500 spots. I do think there are going to be people who are in on an Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle that are gonna want to get their thousand dollars back and go buy the Monsters. Uh, they're not gonna be able to unless they sell their spot. Uh, the jury is still out on whether all the 500 LEs will sell out. We will know more tomorrow on that. Uh, I, I definitely just want to say thank you to Stern Pinball for constantly giving us a game to either applaud or bitch about. You know, the the opinions on Pinside are all over the place, and that's fine. You know, we if it wasn't for Stern, we really wouldn't have much to talk about in Pinball. And this company continues to deliver games every few months and I hopped and I have to say this too to them how excited were all of you today like how excited were you knowing that you were going to see a new pinball machine birthed into the world and I know I was really giddy I know you were probably really giddy I know you were probably really excited and I know there is nothing quite like that moment of seeing a new pinball world sorry a new pinball machine enter the world and if it wasn't for Stern, we would have to wait a really, really, really long time just to see new games. And then we'd have to wait a really, really, really long time just to get those games. And what's exciting, too, about Munsters is I hear the LEs are going to ship to consumers in February. And pros are already on the line. I mean, you're literally going to have this game in four weeks. And that's incredible. And so I just want to say thank you to, to Dwight, to Christopher Franchi, to John Borg, to Gary Stern, to George Gomez, to Zach, to Jack Danger, to, to Jared, to Jody. I think you guys put together a very stellar launch today. And I think you delivered a pinball machine to the world that shows us that you are very passionate about getting people uh, the best pinball machine you possibly can get them. And uh, again, I say that with a little bit of like, we could always do better, but that's just pinball, of course. But I do think Stern is going to start firing on all cylinders. And I keep saying this, a little bit of a broken record, uh, and I would hate to be competing with them if they keep delivering games like this and keep improving upon this new bar that they keep raising. And I know the designers at Stern listen to this podcast. I know the marketing team at Stern listens to this podcast. And I want to say this to the bean counters at Stern Pinball. Continue to invest 
in your designer's imaginations continue to give people more and you will see the difference in how games sell. You know, someone said to me, man, I'd hate to be a Deadpool owner right now. And it's kind of true in a little, you know, I look, and nothing against Deadpool, but maybe something against Deadpool. You can't tell me that the this game looks like it it's the same price as Deadpool. It it just looks like they went another level above and it looks like just more passion and enthusiasm was poured into this game. And I think it shows. And I think the sales will show that. Can you imagine if they keep getting better and it's Jaws and it's James Bond and it's Superman 78? I Literally, it's going to be a battleground in 2019. But anyway, I'm going on too long. I think it was a great day. What I hope doesn't happen is this. And we know this is going to happen. You give people on Pinside enough time and they will just find stuff to bitch about. But I will say this. When I looked at this game today, I really didn't have any complaints. I can I understand the black and white complaints, but take those out of the picture. I really don't see how you can look at a pinball machine like this and find much fault with it. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I think we're getting to a point where um, the magic is coming back. Not not 100%. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm you know, you know Canada, I'm never satisfied. I'm always always going to push for there to be more. But I think this is a good day in pinball. I think you should be excited. And here here's the great news. Nobody's forcing you to buy any of these games. And if you don't like this Stern in like 3-4 months, there'll be a whole new Stern you didn't even know about that you could choose from. And that's incredible. There might be a Willy Wonka or a Toy Story you're going to see at TPF. There might be a Deep Root game. Poor, you know, I'm just going to say this, man. It's not a good day if you're like trying to get people excited about Oktoberfest. Again, this is just the reality of pinball. This is where the bar is at. And, you know, you, you need to deliver a game that has this much or more if you want to compete with Stern at this price point. And that's just pinball. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be a battleground. I love it, and you should love it, because the customer is going to get better pins because of it. And competition's a good thing. Everyone, happy Monsters Reveal Day. Lots more is to come. I know Stern is going to stream it at Stern's Factory with, with Dwight and John on Thursday. Uh, but we'll, 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 we'll be talking about this pin for a while. But that was just my initial one-day impressions. I'm a tired man. I'm, work has been crazy. I've come back from the new year and it's just nuts. But I still will muster up the energy to get you a pinball podcast. And I hope you vote for Canada's Pinball Podcast on the Twippies. If you haven't, go to This Week in Pinball. Fill out the answer forms. It only takes three minutes. And when it says favorite pinball podcast, Canada's Pinball Podcast. Everyone, have a good night. (laughs) 